Cinebuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh boy, hey. oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hey. Way back, and way back, and way back. I, I'm Justin Barney. I'm Christopher Pollard. And we are Cinebuds. Hey. Today we are talking about the movie Summertime. It's just us. Have you forgotten where we are? What kind of crazy dope magic happens in this city every day? Summertime is a fascinating kind of a collaborative film with 27 young poets in and around L.A., work with this director to make these stories that happen, little vignettes and stories that interweave throughout L.A. on one day. And they use their own poems in the narrative to kind of move the story along. And it is, it's part of a film festival that's going on in Milwaukee. That's also true. What, what is, can you tell me about yeah, the film festival? It's part of the uh, Milwaukee Films Cultures and Communities Festival, which is a film festival, uh, film and events all uh, focused around what are traditionally marginalized voices. So you've got a lot of great films from a lot of great perspectives and fiction. You've got documentary. You've got amazing events surrounding it. Uh, so you can check it all out at mkefilm.org slash ccf. Uh, okay, so we watched Summertime. Yeah. And uh, when I saw that it was a movie about poetry by a bunch of poets, yeah. I thought... A lot of people are not going to be into this. Hit or miss. Hit or miss. And when it it started off and it was like, oh, here's 27 poets yeah. uh, that are going to read their poems. And young poets. And so you're like, is it going to be even good for poetry? What did you think? I thought it was amazing. I thought it was pretty great, too. Yeah. I, it surprised me a lot. Yeah, it did. Me, too. I was like, I don't know if it's just going to be these kind of arty, uh, like... Uh, uh, Disparate, not connected. And, you know, no. I mean, they form a narrative. All these stories, some of them are really funny. Some of them are very touching. Uh, it was actually them, very positive for yeah, the most part. Some of them like come back, you yeah, know. They, yeah, they, I, recurring I was really surprised that. at how they created a narrative. And also it's, it's not like a musical where it's like just songs every number. There are like, they like talk between scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll just like... At a at a moment, they'll just like get into a poem, so right. it feels like it feels natural. It feels a bit like a like a musical, but with but with, with poems, poems. Yeah. yeah. And I was surprised and delighted that there was this interconnecting narrative, and that yeah. these were they were pe- the people that wrote the poems, but yeah. they were also um, characters in right. the story. And it's it's like you said, going in, we're like, yeah, this might not be for everybody. And then after I watched it, I'm like. This has very broad appeal. And like after it's I, a feel-good movie. After I watched it, I was like, you know, I don't think I have ever seen anything like that. Yeah, I agree. I which, agree. Which, is, always, which yeah. is always a great thing. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk more about Summertime and the Cultures and Communities Festival after the break. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. 
Let's talk about your garage. It could be so much more, but that car you're not using, it's just sitting there, taking up space. Make room for your dreams by donating that vehicle to us. We'll have it picked up and use the proceeds to support Radio Milwaukee. And you could even get a tax deduction. Learn more at radiomilwaukee.org slash cars. Okay, Christopher. Yes. <laughs> Summertime. Yeah. You know when it started, it starts with the poem and then all the names on the screen come up. Right. And uh, I really, uh, and it's about Los Angeles, which you hate. Yeah, I have a, a fun reveal about that in a moment. And I thought, I thought that it was going to be just like 27 poems that um, was just going to be, I thought it was going yeah. to be just like, um, uh, like a segment with a poem, move on another segment with a poem, yes. move on. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I, I was so, I was so pleased to say that it was, I mean, not that that wouldn't have been, you right. know, that, that couldn't have been, been great, lovely, yeah. but it, I, I think one of the, one of the great and interesting things about this was how it was all connected and formed a narrative and uh, how, you know, in, I think in that style, no one can change in the movie. There's no, like, there are no, like, uh, character arcs or anything. In, the, and, in what you thought it was going to be. In what yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Just, like, shot and then disconnected right. shot and disconnected shot. Yeah. And uh, there were, like... Yeah, they were really great character arcs. Yeah, you see what happens. One one set of characters. It it's funny because there's like this little magic element where it all happens in a day. But there's one set of characters who are uh, rappers are on the street, and you see them performing on the street. And by the end of the day, they're just fed up with the fame. It's right. like they have this journey throughout a day that they go from street musicians to, I just need to get back to reality. The fame is getting to me. Yeah, which is a really funny. It's surprising how funny it is. The poems are seem are kind of seamless within yeah. it. Like you know, you at some point there's moments where I'm like, oh, this is the poem. Yeah, uh, this is the poem part. But it's not. Uh, they're not so uh, fl- like floral and whatnot that you can't. It's very much a part of the action, and they're commenting on what's happening. So it's it really is seamless. And it's, like I said, I, I, and this is I think my favorite part is some of like the what's what I like about hip hop too some of the lyrics some of the poetry it's got incredibly smart and mm-hmm. funny metaphors here and there there's one there's a one of my favorite parts is there's a girl on a bus responding to this guy who's kind of shaming these two women for kissing mm-hmm. say so there's kids on the bus and it's kind of like being very hetero about the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> she gets up and does this monologue about how she's so gay. I'm so gay. I won't even, <laughs> you never put me in a straight jacket. There's, I'm not saying it right, but she uses straight jacket in a really funny way that I laugh so hard, but also so powerful because you see him shaming him the whole time. Yeah. Just the, yeah, the, uh, I'm not going to do it justice, but the, the, the very clever wordplay is really amazing. So yeah, I thought it was wonderful how they kind of wrapped it up. And I, I do think like anything like this, um, though it's like there are going to be better poems, there are going to be worse poems, yeah. there are going to be some that you like don't really care for. There was like like kind of like a couple early on where I was like, oh, is it going to be like this the yeah. whole time? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, by by the end, it like came around and yeah. and I think was was really well done. And and um, I, I don't think that I've seen a movie that was 
about poetry or in, incorporated poetry in this way. Yeah. I was trying to think this morning, I was trying to think of like what to connect it to. And I, I think I think the preview in the film festival thing said slacker-esque. And uh, I see that as far as like the narrative of the different stories kind of interweaving around a single day. Right. But I was still like, I don't slacker doesn't quite cover it. Well, you don't, you know? yeah, you don't get the... The kind of the emphasis on poetry, higher level element. It, I do think you're right. I think it is closer in comparison to a very modern musical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one another character in there who's probably my favorite character who is just searching for a hamburger all day. Yeah, he just wants a hamburger, and he's he's on Yelp. He's a big Yelper, and he's mm-hmm. constantly yelping every business he goes into. He's one of the most dynamic personalities. Um, but his poems are really good and really funny. Uh, one, one actually is very touching. Um, but what I noticed too, these are non-actors. These are performers cause they're poets, but they're, t- you know, traditionally non-actors. And there were most of them, I would say, I would never have known mm. had I now known ahead of time. There's a couple that, yeah, they're a little stiff cause they're not actors, but that's a particular style and it's a, uh, on its own. But there were so many of them. I'm like, no, I wouldn't, if you would, wouldn't have told me they were not actors, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. I, th- I thought the, uh, I thought sometimes it, I, you know, so yeah, you, you get, get you moments get, of it. You get, sure. mo- you get moments of it. There was, I, I know we don't want to dive too much into the film because it is screening on. Yeah. It's on September 11th. Yeah. It's, it's screening on September 11th on at 9 PM at the Oriental theater. Yeah. My favorite character is yeah. there's a, uh, a guy that tags graffiti Oh yeah, and he he oh, never yeah, yeah. he doesn't even have I don't think he ha- he doesn't have a full poem or anything like that. Yeah. He just like comes in, he tags things. His name is Jonathan. Jason. His name is Jason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, there's he's he's tagging stuff, and he's kind of like like recurring character. At, at one point, the person is like yells at him, and he's like, "You would miss me if I stopped." <laughs> 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 he's just like a nuisance to everybody, yeah. and he just like you know feels like he just like keeps on doing his thing, and he's like, "I was like, you know, he's right." It's yeah. one of those things where like you see you see this thing everywhere, and then you would not see it everywhere one day, and you'd be like, yeah. "Where'd that guy go?" <laughs> I know. I missed the city of Jason. Yeah, that's his tag. Oh, what was your reveal about Los Angeles? Because um, you're right. This is a thing I always harp on is that I'm just so tired of movies that are about Los Angeles or New York right? to a lesser degree, Chicago, because there are so many cities and I get bored with that. Mm-hmm. This I thought as after I was done watching this, because this is a movie it takes place in L.A. They talk about L.A. here and there. But this is the kind of movie about L.A. that I'm like, there needs to be more movies about if you're going to have it about New York or L.A. The, these are the voices I want to hear. These, I, I I agree. I love the way they did because they go around the city. They're kids too. They're, they're teenagers. Yeah. And they have a very new, different perspective. And it's uh, it's the the way this movie is so fresh that I I thought I don't mind that it's Los Angeles. Right. I I, I think that if a movie that takes place in Los Angeles, usually it is. I mean, it's just because they had to put it somewhere. And uh, yeah, this it's easy. Yeah, this yeah. incorporated like the spirit of the city. Yeah. It's like it it incorporated 
LA's diversity, which is like the best part about LA. Yeah. There was a scene where they were uh, looking at the stars, and I was like, I was in LA this weekend. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, you cannot see the stars. <laughs> so you, well, you can, yeah. then they were looking at the buildings. I was like, you, know, you can barely see the buildings, you know? <laughs> that was a red flag day. Though. That was a red flag day. Uh, it's there. true. Uh, yeah, that's really funny. But yeah, I, I genuinely, I also want to point out that the filmmaking in this movie was better than I thought it was going to be because it's a low budget film. I mean, they started out with no money when they made this, but the skill they have, like the photography is really good. Uh, the costumes, uh, the, co- oh, the guy who man. wants a, a burger, that outfit, his outfit's amazing. At the so end, good. the two rappers who walk in, yeah, me and Nicole were both like, yeah, I, I like those. Outfits. I, I'm all <laughs> for these outfits. And, uh, she commented on the transitions were really cool, like really, oh yeah, like subtle but also really stylish. It's a re- it was a surprising, I was surprised how much I liked this movie. I liked it a whole lot. Yeah, me too. So it's yeah. playing on uh, it's playing on Saturday, September 11th, 9 p.m. at the Oriental Theater yeah. as part of the Cultures and Community Film Festival, which starts September 6th, goes through September 12th. There's events, there's a ton of great films, and you can find everything on mkefilm.org slash ccf. It used to be the Minority Health Film Festival. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. It used to be called the Minority Health Film Festival. Uh, it's got a new name now. So this is actually the third year we've had it, and it's been incredibly popular the first couple of years. And I do think this one is is expanded a lot. There's a lot there, more fiction film. There's a lot more. Yeah. Like it used to be pretty straightforward docs, but now it's, I mean, great docs, but like mostly docs. Now it's a, a, a really f- like vibrant mix of there uh, is, kinds of films. There are some other movies that we were talking about watching for oh, today. Yeah, yeah. You, do you want to give like a couple highlights or like what yeah. was, what were a couple like as someone who was in Milwaukee film and you yeah. like know some of the good ones? Can you give us well, a goodie or two? Yeah. The first one, and I don't know if you know the, this about me, I love D'Angelo. I did not know that. I thought you were going to be, I thought you were like being sarcastic. No, I love D'Angelo. I heard him when, like when I was younger, when he first came out and I was like, this woke me up. Yeah. um, D'Angelo is a sexy, sexy man. He is. And he makes sexy, sexy music. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love his albums. Uh, And there's a documentary called Devil's Pie D'Angelo. And I actually was lucky enough, we showed it once like two years ago. And I was lucky to see it when we did have it. And now we're bringing it back. And I don't think it's out there available to see anywhere else yet. Um, But it is a really good doc. It's about him because he disappeared for like 10 years. Yeah. And it talks a little bit about that time. And then they show him back in the studio. And so. Sexier than ever. (laughs) It's so true. Um, Actually, he's not sexier than ever. I mean, I think I I hate to say it, but he's <laughs> brown sugar is like it doesn't get sexier. Still, than that. it's true. Solidly sexy, but you know, true. We all age, right? Um, there's also a film called Swan Song that we were both looking forward to seeing. Yeah, we both want to watch it, and we haven't seen it yet. Uh, but it stars Udo Kier, who, if you don't know him, you, I didn't know him when you were like, oh, it's Udo Kier, and I was like. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then I I looked up the trailer and I was like, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's been in like seemingly hundreds of movies. He always plays a creepy German with big bright eyes. Yes. Uh, obviously, most famously, he was head of the Vampire Council in Blade. Obviously, that's his <laughs> biggest role. Everyone knows him from that. <laughs> what was his name in that? 
Oh, I can't remember. Off the top. I should. I feel you I feel can't bad. remember off the top of your head. Are you even a Blade fan? How dare you, K. Polly? I'm a I'm a Blade fan, but I'm also of a terrible memory. Um, but of course, I'm about to find out any second. Um, and you're ready for it? Yeah. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah. His name was Dragonetti. Dragonetti. Oh, I mean, who can forget Dragonetti? Anyway, <laughs> who don't care? Um, he's been in like over 200 films. Yeah. And But this is really cool because this is the first time I've seen him as a lead in the film where he's yeah, not. He, he typically plays like this kind of creepy background villain. Villain or weirdo. Yeah. He plays like this aging hairdresser uh, who's in a nursing home and he gets this chance to kind of do what he does again. Uh-oh. And so he kind of stars in it and there's a great image of him in this beautiful lime green outfit in a motorized wheelchair, smoking a cigarette, blocking traffic because he's slowly <laughs> going down the street. It looks very funny and it's a, I'm, it's it, kind of exciting to see someone who's like, you know, as a character actor, yeah. bit parts really like fully express themselves. But yeah, Swan Song looks really good. Um, yeah. We're also playing Minari. Uh, so if you want a chance to see that in the theater, oh, awesome. a lot of people miss that. Oh yeah, um, that was like thick of the yeah did not lockdown. So Minari is going to be a play at the Oriental Theater. Uh, so there's a lot of fiction films, a few things that, that have come out before, but the, most of it is brand new films. A lot of great documentaries. Um, so I mean, check out the lineup; it's really really solid. Great, check it out at MilwaukeeFilm.org. That's right. Christopher, what else have you been watching this week? Um, nothing. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Honestly, I have not seen that much this week. I saw Summertime, and then I looked at it back, and I'm like, and then I saw Pig, which we've already talked to me a whole episode of. Man. And as far as TV, like, it's just, I'm watching a lot of garbage TV, just stuff that I've seen before. Yeah. Not garbage, but just stuff that I've seen before, and it's, like, not that interesting. Like what? Uh, Top Chef. Watching Top Chef. Uh, yeah. I'm really tired of watching it at this point, but so I do like, you- I do like to fantasize about the food. Are you rewatching it? No, <clears throat> we're just watching. You, you just know, feel like you have to get to the end. I feel like it's a thing you get in these ruts where we, so every time we eat dinner, we sit down and we put on and the you, top shelf. And you, and you don't want to do anything else? Yeah. You don't want to. I'm still reading, I, I will say I'm reading um, Confederacy of Dunces. Oh my God. Peter O'Toole? Uh, uh, or not Peter no. O'Toole. <laughs> Peter O'Toole is the actor. <laughs> R.I.P. Peter O'Toole. God bless you. <laughs> John Kennedy Tool. John Kennedy Tool. I wanted to read that because I went to New Orleans in, in January, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, I should have read this before going. It's really it's really funny. Uh, it's like a, one of the classic comedic novels and characters. It's written incredibly well. Uh, it's a dense book because the writing is so – the way the main character talks – is really has all these incredible flourishes. Yeah. He's like a kind of a loser character, lazy, but he has these massive ego and uh, he's very, very judgmental and he, he's got issues. Um, but it's funny because way- <laughs> I'm reading Don Quixote <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, it's probably, there are probably a lot of parallels there. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yes, I mean, this kind of, uh, Delusional, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, delusions of grandeur, yeah, delusions exactly. of grandeur. Exactly it's a comedy. It it's like the main yeah. character is the punchline for sure. Uh, but it is really good. I love it. It's just a dense read, and so I'm slowly kind of making my way through. That. Yeah, and it's a big boy. It's actually not that big. It's like 300 pages, but it's the writing is really. Oh, yeah. 
in, is is dense, so it's nice. Um, but yeah, that's mainly it. I've been watching like some just bad TV, boring TV. I I haven't been watching a ton. I I was in. I went to LA this weekend, so I How I was, was like I didn't have a. It was like I wasn't watching. Did stuff. you have delicious food? <sighs> yes. Okay, that's good. Yes, very delicious food. But I did watch Police Story. Oh, yeah. Police Story, written, directed, starring Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's great. And it was like, I, you know, the first memory that I have of watching Jackie Chan is Rush Hour 2. Sure. Which I tried to rewatch recently and was like, the jokes were just canceled. Doesn't age, doesn't <laughs> it was, age well. <laughs> it was not. It was yeah. just difficult to watch. And uh, and I didn't finish it. And uh, and so it's like it's kind of like all I know is like late career Jackie Chan. Yeah. And this is like early career Jackie Chan where he was writing and directing movies that were basically like let's just punish myself. Yeah. Let oh, me just yeah, like put myself into a situation where he like jumps off the third floor of a mall and you just, they show him slide all the way down this like pole three stories and then they show it again and then (laughs) they show it again. And it's like, it's really, it's actually like really awesome directing because you're like this big action thing happens where you're like, I cannot believe that a human being just put themselves through this Yeah, and you want to see it again. And it's the big action part. And he's just like, (laughs) <laughs> right back. Yeah. Here's like three cuts of this like big giant awesome stunt. And is it's this like, the one where he is. This is this the age where they start showing the outtakes at the end where you see him oh. hurt himself constantly. Every single movie should have outtakes at yeah. the end. And it's like I remember watching that in Rush Hour Two and being like, "This is like the best part of the movie." Yeah, it's like watching, the bloopers at the end. Watching all the takes it, it they need to get him to perform the move yes. like, really well. Because he's just so seamless in the film, it's it's actually he's he's an impressive human being. He is, and yeah. I didn't know that that was like a Jackie Chan thing. Yeah, that he did the like the bloopers and the outtakes at the end, and it's so smart. Yeah, especially and it's the, the stunts. Best yeah, part yeah. of the movie, because yeah. like the rest of Police Story is like there's a story there for the sake of having a story, but it's like you're really just there. Oh it, yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's just a matrix for you know uh, him to do stunts. Yeah, which is legit. Which is legit. A legit thing to do for them. Yeah. And so that was fun. That was, it was, it's like the movie is not great, but the stunts are incredible. I had in my life, I had what I call a Jackie Chan moment. Okay. I was working at, I was working at a bookshop. I I jumped off the third story of a building. (laughs) Not quite. It's more of grounded, more on the ground Jackie Chan moment. (laughs) I remember I was working at a bookshop. And me and a friend were in the back and we we're, he did, it was one of those things, you're young men, you're like messing with each other and then you like chase each other. You're like, I'm going to pound you. Just dudes being dudes. dudes Nothing being I like better. <laughs> guys being guys. Real, real non-toxic masculinity. Uh, yeah, I love that. But like, yeah, he, we're something, he said something, he's running away and I'm like chasing him like, I'm going to get you, but good naturedly. Right. But he runs, there's these book carts where you yeah. put the books to take them out. And there's three lined up. He runs around the back of them. Yeah. I push one really hard into the next, which oh, hits wow. the next, which hits him in the, in the, in the bathing suit area. Right. So it's a mix of a great Jackie Chan movement and also like America's Funniest Home Videos. And you were like, was somebody getting that? Yeah. <laughs> he takes it in the business. <laughs> After I do a very clever domino move. That is great. 
I, I, I'll never forget that. That's clearly embedded in my memory. I love that. <laughs> I forgot I did see another movie that I would like to discuss. Yeah. Which is one of the worst movies I've seen um, recently called Vacation Friends. One of the worst movies you've seen I mean, recently? it's pretty bad. What a review. It's pretty bad. Well, why was it bad? What was well, bad about it? It's, was it worse than the Nicolas Cage movie I watched where he does a British accent? No. I haven't seen it, but no, it's not. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I feel comfortable saying no. <laughs> yeah. It's starring John Cena and Lil Rel. <laughs> what? Wait, about, what's it called? It's called Vacation Friends. Oh, my God. The gist is that Lil Rel and his wife, or soon-to-be wife, go on vacation. They meet this crazy couple, uh, John Cena and uh, and Meredith Hagner, who I've not really seen before. And they do all this crazy stuff, and then it bleeds over into their real life. Wow, why did you Here's, watch this? I did, it just sort of happened. Nicole was I, watching Lil it. Lil Rel is great. Room. Yeah, here's the problem. Biggest problem with the film. How do you <laughs> Lil, have Lil Rel a is a charmer? No, that's the thing. You, If you have Lil Rel in a film, why would you ever make him the straight man? He's a straight man? He's the straight man. John Cena is John the comedian? John Cena is the wacky one. Oh, what? Who let this happen? What? Lil Rel is brilliant. He's so funny and charming in all these little parts he's had in films. And I was like, oh, he gets a, you know, yeah, yeah, he, gets to, he gets to have his own film. Yeah. But they do the opposite of what you need to do, which is make him just like the more, slightly more uptight straight man. I feel like I would kind of like to see that because sometimes he can be a little extra. I'm fine with I want more extra from him. I want double XL from him. I don't want. Boring Lil Rel. But I feel, no he could, I feel like he could play boring. You know, he could play yeah, boring you know in a what? funny way. I agree with you. That could happen. That did not happen here. <laughs> and John Cena, I understand. I don't mind that John Cena is in movies. I'll allow it. Sure, sure, sure. But I think he's trying to do like a rock or like a Marky Wal- Mark Marky Wahlberg. Marky Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Mark 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 I mean, he, where it's like, oh, you. It's surprising that I'm funny. Right. But you're not that funny. Yeah, it doesn't have it figured out. So yeah, that one made me that one made me upset. Why did you watch this movie? It just I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but <laughs> someone in my house who wasn't me started it. And the air conditioning is in that room. So that's where I was going to spend my time. <laughs> the only other thing I watched was um I have Disney Plus. Yeah. And brag <laughs> But I don't love Disney Plus because I've seen all the movies. So it, yeah. it just feels like Every time I'm on there, I'm like, what am I doing? There's nothing new here. And when you first it's just get on old it, material. it's like, oh, it'd be fun to rewatch some of these old movies. And then I never do. And then yeah, I'm me like, either. And then I rewatch one. And I'm like, I could have done something The ones else. I want to watch or you have to pay 30 extra bucks. Yeah. But they have a new series called Behind the Attraction. Yeah. That is, um, I don't know if you could guess it or not, but it's <laughs> the story oh. behind the attractions at Disney. Oh, I see. And I and I like that stuff because yeah. it's history, it's documentary, it's informative. I've been on the rides, and uh, it's interesting. So I've been watching that. <laughs> I just like the last part. I've been on the rides. Is history, documentary. I've been on those. Well, rides. Well, I mean, that makes it. That's that's part <laughs> yeah, of what right. makes it good. You're right. It's All a rule right. of threes. Your third just... one's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's good. It. That's. I mean, I haven't been. I feel like it's been a busy week. I haven't watched a whole lot. I gotta get back to it. I know. I'm definitely gonna watch some more of the. You'd think I would think. I know I'm gonna be talking about what I'm watching at some point, so I should probably watch something. Yeah. Interesting or good. 
I mean, listen, we go. Here we are in, watching we Vacation Friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I thought Vacation Friends was going to be brilliant, and that would probably. Be next. I mean, <laughs> Vacation Friends. <laughs> they really put a lot of thought into that title. That guaranteed was the working title, and they're just like, I guess that's fine. There's like we obviously two don't people care go about on vacation, movie. they become friends. <laughs> yeah, Cinema is a. Uh, is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny Perez. We get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Thank you, License Lab. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. You know what people call him? What? Brett Newski. <laughs> the News. The News. Um, uh, thank you to our members from 88 Nine Rated Milwaukee, Milwaukee Film. You're the best. And thank you, Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Mm hmm. And thank you, the one, my vacation friend, you, the little rel to my John Cena. <laughs> In this context, I don't know which is okay, which is better. <laughs> thank you, Gay Polly. Oh, you're welcome. We've never been on vacation together. I mean, yeah, well, let's change that. Yeah. 